Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-host and Paul Paul Fane. <laughs> Hall of Fame barbecue member, Leanne Women. Uh, Leanne Women. Yeah, I I want to go iron my tongue here in a minute. Uh, okay. We're coming to you from our respective Turn It Don't Burn It studios. Uh, mine in Portland, and Leanne's permanent one is in Tampa, but uh, she may be in uh, Daytona. I'm in, I'm in like Lauderdale, and then headed to Daytona. Well, there you go. Uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Well, um, if you're a YouTuber and you like YouTube, which I happen to do, um, there's lots of stuff out there. There's nothing I don't think you can find on YouTube. But one of the things that Leanne brought to my attention a while back were, were our guests today, Adam and Brett Walton, the Wall Twins, which I think is quite clever. Uh, oh, thank you. Weekend Warriors uh, with a huge following uh, on the tube. And uh, they do some great recipes and barbecue on there and grilling. And they kind of cover it all. So it's a real pleasure to welcome them to the show today. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks so much for having us. We're excited to be here. No problem. So the first question, other than your parentage, because that's obvious, okay? You guys are like <laughs> looking in a mirror. But uh, how did you get into first like grilling and cooking? And then what Then what made you take the step to putting it on film, so to speak? Man, that's a great question. Brett, do you want to start? You kind of got me going into cooking back when you would do some grilling. Yeah, my, my grilling, we always love cooking, growing up, you know, watch mom dabble with things like that but when i was in the army and got a grill and um just became a thing i was married with kids so all the single soldiers like to come over and we just throw me throw some groceries down and, and kind of cook whatever and that's when i kind of started learning about just whatever you throw whatever you want to eat throw down season it up and and uh, you're going to enjoy it so that's that's yeah. pretty much when it started on a regular basis yeah and, sorry go ahead no i was just going to say uh were your folks big, you know, backyard cookers or anything? Funnily enough, not a whole lot. We grew up actually in Utah. And so we did have a grill out on our patio and my dad would make some good uh, burgers, you know, AKA hockey pucks, uh, some, mm -hmm. make some barbecue chicken from time to time. But we loved our mom's cooking, probably like most everybody does. And oddly enough, we, we come from a family of seven. There's seven kids, and we've got an older brother and a sister who are just phenomenal cooks. Our brother was a chef for uh, several years, and our sister is probably the best cook that we knew. Anytime we taste her food, we just, like, pick her brain. How did you do this? And so taking on Brett and I, would just phone call and start ta talking and talking about different cooks, things we were doing. And then one year, I just wanted to take on Thanksgiving turkey and reach out to my mom, and she would walk me through the process. That became every year I'd call her, and she'd walk me through making the turkey. And I, I just really, really loved it. And then 
it, she, I guess after she passed, we were really, really just talking more recipes with our sister. And we just realized we had a passion. I tell people all the time, like I went to school for education. I'm a teacher now. Uh, if I could go back and do it again, I, I love my students. I love teaching, but I'd probably go to culinary school. There's just something yeah. we have a drive for it. We talk about it. It is anytime Brett and I are talking, we're almost always either talking YouTube, what's going on there, or just yeah. food and recipes and what we're going to do and what we can learn. So we love it. You know, Leanne, well, I think again. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I think these guys did something really smart. They kept talking to their mom. You know, so many people that we <laughs> that we talk to, um, whether it's on the show or not, they'll they'll be, you know, conversing about food and barbecue stuff, obviously. And I know Leanne did this, too, with her dad. I did. Uh, what they say, a lot of people said, gosh, I wish I had, you know, I didn't get that pecan pie recipe from my mom or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's really smart to get that traditional stuff. Yeah, it's true. It laid the foundation and the basis. And, and I still do the turkey the same way. The same way, you know, last couple of years I talked to her, it was more just the tradition because she'd walked me through it enough. So, yeah, that down to our basic uh, gravy that I make is, is very simple, basic, but it's the way that mom did it. So there still enjoy go. it. Great. There you go. So you were in Utah. So uh, yeah, I see you're in two different locations now. Are you uh -huh. at least in the same state? <laughs> <laughs> we are. So uh, I'm in I'm actually in Orlando. I'm just outside Orlando in a pop cut. And uh, Brett is up there in Gainesville, right outside the Gainesville area. So we're about two hours away. Uh, so you're able to get together to shoot these videos or do you kind of try to snip it together? No, Brett, I know I'm doing all the talking, Brett. <laughs> what do you keep going? You want to chime in? How do you want to do it? I, I just want to fill in. I'm, I'm, I'm doing babysitting duty with my granddaughter. My girlfriend's trying to get here to uh, take over, but three o'clock oh, starts. The show must go on. So, Hi, she's sweetie. She's all, <laughs> Sienna. You talk? This is Sienna. Five years old. We Hi. Finished her homework. We finished her homework in time, so she did her reading and her homework, so so yep. she's glad to harass <laughs> you now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now she's got Mickey Mouse out there to hopefully hold her over. But she's this more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, today's opposite day. I promise. Okay. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, but so as far as that goes, so what we do is, and we've done this for the past several years. When we started YouTube, we didn't start out as a cooking channel. Uh, it started from a, a silly face swap app that we had. We did face swap with each other, and because we're identical twins. We were giggling like crazy at it because to us, we don't look the same. So we, I saw my face on his body and he saw his face on my body and uh, we uploaded it and Viral Hog reached out to us and said, hey, we think this is good. We think this will go viral. Um, we didn't know anything about it. So we signed the rights over to it. And sure enough, it went viral. <laughs> it uh, went uh, four million views overnight or something like that. We thought, man, people like looking at freakishly identical twins. Maybe we got something here. <laughs> so we spent the first about four years doing everything from carpool karaoke to challenges to just vlogging in general. And then we started doing fast food reviews because I was doing all the editing I'd spent countless hours researching YouTube, how to get in the algorithm and all that. So we were doing fast food reviews. It was okay. And then COVID hit and there was no way people were watching dudes go out and eat burgers. You know, That's it's like, yeah. you should be staying home. Yeah. Right. And uh, it just so happened that uh, I decided, you know what, let's get a griddle and uh, had no idea we were striking while the iron was hot. We had, we went live on YouTube and we asked our audience of, I think 12 people, Brett, were there on our live. <laughs> and we said, Hey, how many of you would like to watch us cook? Cause we've been talking about doing it for years. I just thought I couldn't imagine how I was going to film it. That was my whole issue. Mm -hmm. We started, we started doing it and uh, it took off. But yeah, so we get together um every three weeks to about about three weeks and we'll meet on a mm -hmm. weekend and if we can get a cook it friday night great but like right now where the sun goes down early lighting's always an issue we like to day cook so right. we'll usually do you know six or seven cooks in a saturday and then sunday we'll get up and try to get three more we try to get nine videos done so that gets us three weeks out every once in a while That's we'll throw in a in solo cook so yeah. you've been Almost there it's it, a ton it's, it's, it's there's a lot of things yeah. 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 so I, 
I like the way you say day cook. Most of my friends are day drinkers, and so they're not much help, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Day eaters. That's what they're there for. (laughs) You know, and I'm and I'm I'm glad we met you guys because uh, you were talking about swapping faces. If you put my face on Leanne, that would not be a hit. Trust me. (laughs) You never know. You never know, though. But. you know, barbecue is one of those safe havens where big guys, because I'm a big guy like you are, Leanne. Is yeah, yeah. Not that, not that she's very petite, you know. Right. <laughs> and uh, but I feel very comfortable when I was walking around the Jack this year, looking at everybody. I thought, God, I feel small. <laughs> right in, right in. Oh, exactly. Like, who's who's Slim Shady over here? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so what's the uh, uh, either one of you, Adam or Brett, which, what do you think is the biggest thing you've learned so far about this whole experience? I'm, I'm saying trust, trust, trust the process. Um, and, and, um, if you're, if you're following a recipe or maybe you think you know something and you're just going through it, just know the end result is what you're going for. You might, and, and we get comments all the time of like, oh, we, we went this too soon or did that or whatever. There's always going to be haters that are going to be there. Yeah, but yeah. Um, trust, trust in the process. And, and especially the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with your palate and your skill and ability to, to cook and, and not just cook, but cook good food that, that, more, that a lot of people want to eat. And so that, that's my biggest, my biggest uh, thing would be trust the process. Adam? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing, but I mean, there's so many things, but also for me, and I just, as I had time to kind of think of that is my biggest thing. I remember very distinctly several years ago, wishing I could make a good biscuits and gravy recipe for whatever reason. I was like, man, if I could ever nail that. And so I learned to look for good recipes and follow good recipes and they'll get you to what to breast point. You trust that process. You end up with good food. And then eventually you can start playing with it, tweaking things that you want. Yep. But I, I feel like I make a very basic biscuits and gravy. That's my favorite because I, I finally learned I could do this. And we do a lot of Asian cooks on the griddle and those have become some of our favorites because they taste just like they do in the restaurant, just by following the recipe. You have the right amount of grease. That's what I always yes. say about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Do you think it's important that you guys not just do brisket? You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's name of this show is Barbecue Nation. And, and uh, you know, all those people, we love all those people. And that's where Leanne is, has really excelled, you know, in that right. world. But I I like to, and I know she does too, uh, she can speak to this, but I think it's when you bring other forms and other dishes to the grill, to the, you know, and it that's doesn't what matter. they do. I, I, I like what they do because I feel like they're integrating favorite things, but doing, integrating it into like another recipe where it combines things yeah. and yeah. people yes. love that, but you're still keeping it simple. Simple is so right. important. It absolutely is. And uh, that's such a good point. And we've loved, like we're, we, we still consider ourselves new with barbecue and we are loving using the smokers and really learning the processes. You know, we, we, we feel like we're, we're, we're smoker lights, L I T E S because, <laughs> you know, we, we didn't, we didn't do the stick burning and, and all that. We, we got right into pellet smoking, but it is, it was, I remember same thing to that point when I, I wanted to cook a big brisket with the whole intent of taking some of that cut down brisket and putting it on a smash burger. So that way we were combining this amazing cut of meat and making one of our favorite burgers even better, a little barbecue. And it was, it still is one of the most memorable. But yeah, we love combining it. We've, we've done a tomahawk, smoking it on the grill and then finishing it off on the, uh, on the griddle. And we just love mixing the different cooking processes, but it, it's not, 
it's not a rocket surgery as I would say. And a lot of people have added those flat tops to their backyards. Um, Yeah. So it works. It isn't like you can do it because they don't have the equipment and it's affordable too. And I think people enjoy the journey with you all because you are kind of novices. I hate to use that word because you're really not, but in smoking, it. it makes it more achievable and people don't get intimidated and they're more apt to take the leap and, and do it at home, you know? Yeah, yep, absolutely. We got to, we got to take a break for time before David yells at me. Uh, but we'll be back with uh, Adam and Brett Walton, the wall twins. You've seen them on YouTube and Leanne and I, and uh, stay with us. We're coming right back. Hey everybody, it's Jeff here. I want to tell you about something really cool. Heritage Steel Cookware. I just got mine. Uh, I do a lot of cooking and it's got five ply construction, stay cool handles. It's titanium strengthened. It's got all the great stuff. Just go to heritagesteel.us and find out more. You'll love it. I guarantee it. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with uh, Ms. Leanne Whippen, um, barbecue champion extraordinaire, Hall of Fame member. And uh, she can make the prettiest vase out of a toilet paper roll that you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> we'll explain that later. But yeah. uh, <laughs> the on-the-road uh, centerpiece. Yeah. The on-the-road centerpiece. <laughs> With a bath towel as a tablecloth and, yeah, <laughs> and all that. Uh, if you want to follow us, we'd love that. Uh, you just go to or email us too. You can go to barbecuenationjt.com. There's a link there. You can send it to us. And we're on all the platforms. Uh, X, formerly known as Twitter and Facebook and Insta and not Insta and Senki or whatever they are. But we're out there. So give us a listen. But like I said, we're talking with Adam and Brent Walton today, the Wall Twins. Did you think when you started that it would turn out like this? I mean, you're not anywhere near done, but, you know, it's like, (laughs) what the hell is going on? You know? Yeah, it was, it's been a a tremendous journey. We we are blown away that we have such a following that we do. And, you know, sometimes it's the following and sometimes people point out how many, how many views we have on different platforms and it it blows our minds. No, uh, when we first started, we really did because the one little viral video went viral. And I think everybody that starts YouTube kind of has that vision like, oh, I can put this on YouTube. Everyone's going to watch it. And you put a video up and you're like, okay, this video has 47 views. And I think I've watched it 37 times. So you (laughs) you start to realize people aren't watching, you're watching. Uh, and was it was when we cooked and I was so grateful that I had spent the time, the years of um, learning the algorithm and learning how to um, a good thumbnail along with title and description and those things to help drive the algorithm. So when we started griddle cooking at that time, when everybody was staying home, we had no idea it was going to blow up and we got very fortunate. Um, we went from 1600 subscribers, March of 2020 to uh, 6,000 by June, 13,000 by august and then we were um youtube reached out to us and we'd become their youtube creators on the rise for a day meaning we were featured on their homepage for 24 hours so we were two two video uh two videos below mr beast stuff for a full 24 hours and we got you know another 10,000 view uh subscribers overnight and that just really stunned us and that got the the things going there but no we we never expected it to take off the way it did but it, it just it 
I think what it helped us is really hone our skills and realize we can't fake it anymore. This isn't like a fake until you make it time deal because somehow we made it in this weird, bizarre, we're not ready for this and we better start doing something here. So yeah, it took us by surprise. Do you find sponsors re- reaching out to you wanting to use their products or do you have to reach out to the sponsors? We, we do get a lot of, a lot of sponsors uh, reaching out. Of course, when we were first starting, we're like, holy cow, Brad, we got this meat grinder for free. Are you kidding? This is crazy. Yeah, of course, this is the small little one you can get on Amazon, but we still love it, you know, but it got to a point where like, we got to stop just taking free stuff, right. like yeah. you could maybe get paid for some of this. But no, we've we've only ever tried to reach out that I remember one time and it didn't really work out, but we were still early on. But uh, we've had sponsors reach out to us and we still do and we appreciate it. Uh, you know, with time, you know, we both have full-time jobs, so we can't, uh, if we could do this full-time and work on full sponsorships, man, that would be incredible, but we're just yeah. not at that level yet. And so uh, we're grateful for the partnerships that we do have. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it makes it a lot of fun when you realize people are willing to, you know, use your likeness and your image. And we always try to make sure we're, we're um, we honor our brand and our goals and, and our values and yeah. anything that we do. So, you know, we sometimes try to match up. Like we've had brands reach out that would be great. And they've offered us, you know, paid gigs and things, but it's just like, it's just, you know, we're family friendly. So there's things that we just wouldn't uh, add to our, our repertoire right. for, for sponsorships. Or brands. Right. Do you so- find that when you get um, really big views, does it surprise mm-hmm. you or did you try, was that your goal on that particular video? That's interesting because I I do I watch the algorithm like crazy and Brett knows like it's like I, I can never be satisfied with where we're at because I'm like well that video did really good as expected. Sometimes we have videos that disappoint because I feel like hey I did this right the thumbnail looks great and they don't but yeah there are some that really surprise us and what we're finding now it used to be like a video could take off and we'd have a whole bunch of views within the first 48 hours and be like wow this one's really taking off what i'm finding now is they'll kind of be middle of the pack then all of a sudden two three weeks a month later i'll look and i'm like oh wow that has a lot more views than i thought so it's they're rolling in different now so i don't know if it's a youtube thing uh but yeah there are some that still really surprise me i think and we'll say probably the most discouraging i, I say discouraging half-heartedly because it's really not discouraging it's all amazing our most viewed videos though have nothing to do with cooking about how to clean and take care of the griddle yeah. or some of our boxing videos which are fun but it's like did you not see our new smash burger video no, <laughs> it's amazing. so i gotta i gotta ask you this because and leanne touched on this and you and you covered it adam how many times have you gotten uh a package in the mail so to speak and it's spices rubs whatever and uh, I happen to have a whole closet full of them and I, and I, I tend to give them away. Not that they're bad products and that's not what right. I'm saying. It's just Correct. too many. You can't possibly use them in what you're doing. Right. There are, I, I like to go to Brad's house. He keeps us so nice and organized on this huge spice rack. And I just look at them. They're so amazing. I'm like, we will never use all these. And then I remember all that I'm looking at his place. I have just as many at mine. Yeah. <laughs> you get stuff all the time. Yeah. So, so folks, if you're listening to this, it doesn't mean we we wouldn't like to try your product. Absolutely, but but that's where we'll kind of it's. And to be fair, I'm sure you look at the product and how many followers they have and that kind of thing because it's more promising for you all to use a product that has a bigger following. I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And I think that's kind of, you know, Leanne, that's a great point. I think it's kind of the hidden part of content creation that a lot of people who don't do it don't quite understand. And it does become discouraging. Um, 
you know, people think we sell out because we're using one product or another and, it, and it's not, we're just, we're really trying to support ourselves and our families. But also the flip side to that is, is that we're not going to be able to use everything or do everything. Uh, but it is, so our vision and use of them, obviously we will never promote anything that we don't think is a great product. We've never been like, oh, sure. They want us to do, you know, some weird product or a spice right. that we would just never use. Um, so we try to be honest and, and, keep it real so to speak but at the same time it's like we do have an audience and our end goal is to build our audience and mm -hmm. you know we want to keep being able to entertain but also share but we also realize that our whole brand is built in our and who we are so if we if we have uh, products that people can't trust then eventually we lose all credibility and it's not worth it so right i heard your i heard your numbers you say you shoot you know nine videos on a weekend for the next three weeks so it, it sounds like your frequency is important too so you're doing probably three a week and yep. that's yep. important yeah yeah okay. yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. we're going to take another break we're going to be back with adam and brett Walton, the Wall Twins, and Ms. Whippin and myself right after this. You're listening to Barbecue Nation. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and I have eaten, if you've ever looked at me, you know that, but I have eaten seafood all over the world, and I can tell you there's no place better than here in Oregon and our Dungeness Crab. If you want to learn more about Oregon Dungeness crab, just go to OregonDungeness.org and find out how to cook it, how to catch it, where to buy it, and the sustainability of what they're doing there in the Oregon Crab Commission. Check it out. Welcome back to the nation. I'm JT along with Leanne and... Um, Whoops, I got my script in the wrong spot. How about that? Uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. <laughs> Excuse me. They still have. I talked to them yesterday. If you go in, if you go to their online store at, at PaintedHillsBeef.com um, and you order something from the store, if you type in the code BBQ Nation, you get 15% off. So uh, you can buy everything from a couple of pieces of jerky to New York's or whatever you want. So go there. Also, da -da -da -da, Pig Powder, Best Rub on the Planet Award. Uh, Leanne, you want to take it from here? Uh, yeah, it is. And competition teams use it all the time. And uh, we're looking at actually getting some ambassadors at the point that use it frequently that have won a lot of awards so use it on home pork chicken it's great on everything it's great on green beans it is it is great on french fries it's and great french on oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know Not so dry rub it's a seasoning yeah it is right. a seasoning so here's a question for you when you guys are eating french fries and i've never asked leanne this question either i if i put uh i like a little salt on stuff uh, besides the seasoning, I put the salt on my ketchup and then I, I, I do it that way. Uh, is that weird or is that okay with you guys? I think that's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually been doing that for quite some time yeah true story my older brother taught me that when we were younger going to wendy's because Wendy's notoriously yeah. didn't salt their fries so yep. he would crack open their little salt and they have really fine salt there that was really good Mix it in that. So yes, I, I, to your, I, I've okay. done that before. Okay, oh, that's a weird one. I'm yeah. weird. <laughs> it, no, it is. Depends on the fry. 
Depends on the fries. We're the only people we know that men do it. So yeah, well now you met another one. <laughs> and that's JC. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I know when I'm eating with my wife and we're out or something, and I if I get fries or something, and I'll I'll take a little sauce or something. Depends on the plate, and I'll put the ketchup on there. And I put I say you want some ketchup? She's like, no, you put salt in it. Salt you, know? <laughs> yeah. you know, that's a bad thing. You've never done that, Leanne? No, I have never. I guess I have to try it now, but I don't like ketchup. Maybe. Well, if you got, if you you, start there, yeah, if you've got secret fry sauce, you could do it in your secret fry sauce too. You know, I'm straight up. Okay, there you go. She probably drinks her bourbon neat or something. I don't know. No, yeah, everything. Less is more, as they say. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. When when you guys um really start getting into the YouTube and, and Adam, you talked a little bit about studying the algorithm and stuff. And Leanne brought this up right at the end of the last segment, the frequency. Um, if you're going to do this, I think uh, you have to be pretty dedicated. You can't just drop one video. If you're going to try to make something out of it, you know, right. you can't drop one video every six months and then say, mm-hmm. look at me. Um you know, unless you're a Martian or something, and then that's the right. all bets are off. But the point is right. that frequency, do you think that uh, is what kind of inhibits some people from really being successful on, on social media and especially YouTube? It, it does. Dwayne The Rock Johnson can do that. He could probably drop a video every one month or two and, you know, get millions of views. No, it is there. And that's the biggest thing I learned. And I feel really fortunate and uh that that first of all my wife supported me just doing this when this was a habit we weren't making any money doing this at all that she just let me do the research because sometimes it was i remember being up one two in the morning uh reading doing some research watching youtubers who teach how to youtube so to speak and that's where i learned about the algorithm and really getting um the ear of of a really good friend who we were small channels at one time and then he started doing gaming and then he blew up and uh you know was gracious enough to me to to talk with me for a good hour or two and he just said learn al and he said al is what i call the algorithm and, and it really came down to what do i need to do and he gave the advice to upload three times a week it wasn't like specific like this is everybody's number is going to be different there's some people who do every day some people who twice a week works once a week if you're dedicated and you've got that following um for us we find three is 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 a good number sometimes it's like some people say wow you know you guys are uploading so much i'm not able to catch up so they watch them all for some people they can't get enough so uh it was just learning that i remember dedicating uh for one year i was going to just do we were going to do three videos a week and i knew that meant we were going to have to film a lot more and get together more and kind of sacrifice and it was at the tail end of that year that actually I not missed one upload that the next year was, that was 2019 is the year I dedicated that. And then the next year was, uh, you know, COVID year. And uh, fortunately we started cooking. So yes, I, I think if you're going to do YouTube, learn how to let YouTube work for you. They say it's not an algorithm. Your algorithm is just your audience, but it, you got to start somewhere and you've got to build an audience. You can't build from nothing. Mm-hmm. And we have some people who are very successful on other platforms. Uh, we, we work with TikTokers who have 2 million followers, um, but can't grow on YouTube. And they're frustrated because you can make money on YouTube, but you can't on TikTok. Right. Um, and so uh, we feel fortunate that we, we kind of started on there and we're trying to do TikTok and all these others, which are now I'm learning a whole new process of filming and doing everything changes everything. But uh, yeah, so it is it's a beast and it's hard. So, you know, it doesn't always translate different audiences prefer different uh, platforms. 
how often when you're when you're creating your nine or over the weekend for the next three weeks like that, how many times do your recipes fail? I mean, it just, you, I mean, Leanne and I have had it, you know, you're, you're thinking this is, <clears throat> excuse me, going to be great. And at the end you look at it and go, that's not very good. <laughs> Brett, you know, I, I still like, I'm just uh, all the time, Brett. That's not once, not once have we failed <laughs> once, several times. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it, um, the griddle is, is seems to be a little more forgiving than uh, a smoke. Like if you we've destroyed a brisket, uh, which I'm sure we all have, and and that's a very expensive, frustrating uh, beef jerky that you just made. And you film it and you get it done, and then you go cut into it. And you're like, oh, look, it's dry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get the sport bottle. We got to score something on there to fall off. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, I think we, you know, it happens more often than we like to. Yeah, you yeah, open it up and it says Reebok on the inside. When, <laughs> when you do, yeah. when you do your YouTube videos, do you find time is an element? Also, you try not to go over a minute, or well, what? Do you think that's important? That's great. We find our sweet spot, and some of that has to do with advertising. Um, so YouTube, uh, it used to be ten minutes and longer. They'll do a mid-roll ad, which they like because that means they're able to show more ads if your if your audience is sticking around for it so you can make a little bit more money they went down to eight minutes and longer so 10 minutes is still the sweet spot but if you're making videos that people aren't sticking around for you don't want them that long so for some people four minutes is all they do we found for us a, a good spot is between 11 and uh, 15 minutes sometimes some of our longer content uh does really well Sometimes we don't get as much uh, watch time. And that's what we look for is watch time and engagement are two of the two of the um, data you're, points that I look at. You're the first ones that we've had on the show that has said that length of time. It's, it's yeah. so you must be. Well, you are very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get we get a lot that say get to the point. Just show me what I need. And, and that's kind of what we what we look and I guess that's probably how we look at it too. Uh, but we also haven't toyed with like really, well, no, I have, we, we did do, I mean, this was early on some shorter videos, three, four minutes. Uh, and we found, we literally get the same amount of watch time. It's about anywhere from 40 to 70% watch time uh, on all the content. So it's like, if it's two minutes, that means people are watching, you know, a little more than a minute of it. But if it's 15 minutes and they're watching seven or eight minutes, that's going to, you know, on the YouTube end, be way better for us. So, uh, but it is, it's part, part, because we look at it as a cooking show rather than just a how to, here's the step-by-step, -step, hurry and get to this point, um, which some people have mentioned, man, just hurry and get to the point, but they're like, man, you can scrub past it. So it is about building our audience and working with our audience. But to that point, we are always willing to look and say, if we are going to do a straight how-to video, just here's what you need. Let's get to the point. You're going to do this for this amount of time and get, and we could do it, do shorter as well. But we found for us and what YouTube prefers, because uh, they want to roll ads. They want, they want people on the platform as long as they can. They want to run ads. Uh, and so if we can help generate that, you know, for it, then, then we're here for it. But yeah, if it, if it helps to do shorter content and then people are watching, then that works as well. Do you think that is kind of indicative of watching that, you know, get to the point uh, quick, stuff do you think that's indicative of like tiktok and instagram and stuff that they've become kind of anesthetized to that uh i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying that i've noticed that when when people do that they want you to hurry you know because they'll when we put these shows up um 
they'll scroll to the good part. You know what I mean? And they'll, yep. and they'll watch it like that. But do you think that's one of the reasons? Absolutely. Uh, I, I think just in general, uh, people's uh, exp- um, our attention span is, is there's a major deficit. In fact, I use the example um, I learned uh, seeing a research on there's a there's a children's show called Coco Melon, very, very popular right now. And if you watch it, the transitions happen every two or three seconds. And it's stunning because more of them are two seconds than three. In, in old movies, they used to say, if you could, you know, every nine seconds, you got to make a transition. Then it was every seven seconds. Then I learned on YouTube, you want between four and eight seconds. So I do, I cut my edits. So we're either zooming in or out, panning out every, you know, several seconds to help with attention. But that Coco Melon, that constant, every two seconds moving. But yeah, we have noticed since TikTok has really taken off, um, the watch time has dipped substantially. We're talking about two, between one and two minutes per video overall watch time and it's it you can attribute it right to right when tiktok really took off it's crazy there you go we're gonna we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back and we're gonna ask the burning question is brett really a shock jock on the radio we'll be right back (laughs) Hey, everybody, it's JT. You know, I talk about Painted Hills all the time. Uh, and we always say beef the way nature intended, but it's more than that because each bite of Painted Hills will make your taste buds explode, put a big, bright smile on your face, and whoever's at your dinner table will have a big, bright smile on their face. And you can thank me for that later. Just go to PaintedHillsBeef.com and find out more. You won't regret it. Hey, everybody, JT here. I want to tell you about the Hammerstall knives. Hammerstall combines German steel with beautiful and functioning designs. They're part of the Heritage Steel Group, which also does their pots and pans. So go to heritagesteel.us. Check out the Hammerstall knives. If you're really into cooking, I think you're really going to like them. Welcome back to the nation uh, with Miss Whippin and myself. We'd like to thank the folks at the Oregon Crab Commission. Um, Going to be doing some, I've created a couple new recipes. So we got some new stuff coming up on the shows that I work on TV uh, with the Oregon Crab Commission. And uh, if you ever get up to the Northwest, you got to eat some Dungeness crab. I'm just telling you. Uh, I've, I have a convert on the other end of this line with second, us today. I will second that. Yeah. For sure. I, I'm trying to con them into sending you some, but I got to make sure you're home to get it because that's not something you want to leave out in the Florida sun very long. <laughs> no, no, I agree with you. Yeah, that would I'm just staying be... home from now on. Okay. There you go. So, uh, Brett, you were uh, uh, a morning host at uh, a rock station in Gainesville. That's uh, I would Gainesville's not my old stomping grounds, but uh I started my I started my radio career as a morning drive rock jock. Okay, and then we're actually not rock. We're uh, we're uh, top forty kind of hot AC, adult contemporary. We do the okay. pop music. We play a lot of Taylor Swift. 
So oh, all of Taylor Swift. I oh, know. God, I knew you were going to say that. You mean you only play Taylor Swift? <laughs> it's pretty much Taylor Swift, 105.3 here in uh, Gainesville. Yeah, I've been here for uh, 19 years. Started out uh, driving on. We have a big giant boombox that we take to events, live broadcasts. And then a few months in, I got to a chance to do the night show where I did that, the, highest, uh, the hottest night show in the universe. Um, I did that for six years, a uh, couple stints on the morning show, and then. Uh, why they put me on the back on the morning show and I've been there for the last 13, 14 years. Loving it. All right. That's, That's awesome. a long time for a morning host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It really and is. Fact, and the fact that I'm still at the same station that I started at is virtually unheard of in this industry. Um, yeah. Radio is a very uh, revolving door uh, type uh, industry where people will come through and use it as a stepping stone or a starting point. I gave them a warm, uh, middle market. Market 83 to 86 out of like 200 some odd markets. So we're on the larger part of the middle market. So it's it's been a, a great place for me to land. And you know, I got my granddaughters here and we've got relatives right here. So uh, I've been fortunate to be, to be able to uh, stay and, and be at the same same place where, it's, where it all started. Well, good for you. How's what you've learned doing? And I'm not talking about the process, the, the videoing it, the filming it, but the actual cooking process. Has that changed what you do when you go to a restaurant? What you order? Trent, you can go first. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, the palate has definitely changed from a simple cheeseburger with just ketchup, mustard, and mayo. Um, I, I, I'm not like so picky as far as like the way I order things. I'll just order, but I've definitely, it's definitely expanded my, my palate to the point when four years ago, I hated onions and now I can't have a burger without, it, you know, uh, it's simple things like that. Um, the, the, just, uh, the things that we found that we're enjoying that, uh, we never would have tried eating out at a restaurant before. And now we're actually seeking them out when we go to a restaurant or going to a restaurant for that specific reason. Yeah. Adam. Yeah, and uh, to that point, um, I, I appreciate. My wife says I've ruined um, smash burgers for anywhere five guys anywhere. Like, why spend the money when we can do them just as better, just as well, or better at home? Which I appreciate. But the one that I've learned actually, one uh, odd thing just through the whole process is, especially with steaks. If I'm going to go out and pay for a steak, uh, I've learned to ask the server how would how would the chef or how would the cook um, eat it? Like, how do, how would they want it? Um, and it almost comes back medium. Um, and I used to be a medium well type person. And then I learned, you know what, medium to rare is better. So if I get a medium rare, uh, but I always ask uh, the chef's opinion, because if they're cooking it, they, you know, I, I imagine they're cooking it how they would want it. So I've just learned to ask more and be more specific about some of the things I want. But yeah, it's like Brett, the food palette's changed in what we, what we used to eat uh, versus what we'll eat now. It's, it's made it a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's definitely you know, mm-hmm. piqued our interest in a lot of new foods, trying new foods. Well, people are creatures of habit, as you know. Mm-hmm. So even when they go back to a restaurant and if for a second time and they were ha- happy with the first go around, they're going to order the same darn thing. It, yeah. It's just that way. So it's that's good you're expanding. So that's yeah. good. We got yeah. a little cafe right down the road from us. And they, for what it is, they have a very expansive menu and it's all good. But I either I order one of two things there, and my wife looks at me like I'm from Mars, but she does that a lot anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. I either order their spaghetti because I happen to like pasta, and I I really like spaghetti with a meat sauce in it. I mean, I mean that's truly one of the things I really like. Or I ordered a chicken fried steak, and I that's love chicken fried oh. steak. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and I will do that. And Shell will look at me because she's trying the scampi or she's. You know, doing this, and it's one of those places too that has uh, 
you can order breakfast anytime. And you were talking about biscuits and gravy, Adam. I mean, she yeah. loves biscuits and gravy. She just, oh, wow, yeah. you know, so we'll be sitting there, at, uh, you know, six o'clock having dinner and she'll order biscuits and gravy and I'm ordering oh, wow. spaghetti. So it doesn't, you know, th- <laughs> there you there's, go. there's no cohesion <laughs> there. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> you guys did a cookbook real quick. We've got a, just a couple minutes left, but, uh, uh, but we'll get to this in after hours too. But you did uh, amazing recipes for griddles and flat tops back in twenty two. Um, how did you decide what to put in the book? Uh, well, okay, we actually feel forced, so we just followed it up with the second one based on all smash burgers too, which we were blown away. Actually, it came about because the the editor reached out to us, the the publishing company reached out to us, and uh, he's incredible and wanted to do it, and just gave us a lot of suggestions and really we went back to our youtube what have we done what could we you know pull together and how do we want to do it and then on his guidance we decided how many dinner dishes we wanted to do how many specific for each area and it really helped guide us and that was that was a painstaking process i I never thought you know i thought oh now we've got all these cooks it'll be easy it's one thing to have the cooks it's another when you're realizing other people are going to have to read and look at your exact Mm -hmm. um uh, follow right along it's going to make it tough yeah, I I see uh, Brett there shaking his head back there. <laughs> oh, is your, yeah, second, right. is your second book out yet? Yeah, yeah it I is. I had a coffee I here. I happen to have the, the first one, oh, Brett. Nice. I do have the other yeah. one back there. But that's, so that's the Epic Outdoor Griddle Cookbook. This is the first one. Um, and I thought I had the second one right here. They're up on a shelf. It's called Smash. Yeah. We love that and one. You got it right there, dude? Where can we find Boom, it? Oh, I got it. There Smash. it is. Smash right there. There Amazon's we go. Amazon, Amazon nice. anywhere books are sold. We, 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 not that we push or promote Amazon, but with Amazon, um, the publishing company, they, they seem to track the numbers the best and give them the best overall. They know exactly what they're selling how. So, but it seems to be anywhere books are sold. I had a friend at Christmas time last year that took a picture, sent it to me that our book was on the shelf at Barnes and Nobles. That was an honor. That was like, oh, that's yeah. really great. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Okay. Adam and Brett, real quick, because we got to get out of here. Uh, where can they find your YouTube channel? Obviously YouTube, but what do they look for when they're uh, trying to find you? Yeah. So you're just looking for wall twins. That's W A L T W I N S all one word. Uh, wall twins on YouTube. You can find the same name. It's wall twins on Facebook, on Instagram. It's wall twins too. And same with Twitter. If you're, if you're, or, or X now, if it isn't also TikTok, we're also on there as wall twins, but YouTube is our main platform, but we try to promote and get everything else out everywhere else. Very good. Great. Adam and Brett Walton, the Wall Twins, and uh, Leanne, thank you all for uh, your uh, contributions to the show today. Uh, We're going to get out of here. The guys are going to stick around for after hours, and uh, that should be a lot of fun today. So for everybody here, I want to thank you, and remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.